Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our, what is it, Monday morning Romans Bible study. Uh, we have our Romans Bible study here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page on Mondays and Thursday mornings, or let me say we have had. Today is the last day that we will be doing the live Romans Bible study teaching. Uh, we uh, are going to still be teaching the book of Romans, but they will be uploaded and I'll be sharing with you on social media uh, where, uh, when those things will be, the, the, these teachings will be uploaded. They will always be uploaded on the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Uh, so I, I just pray you would avail yourself to these teachings and, 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 and because I know uh, where the church is today as a whole and I also know that place that God is calling his people, that elect, that remnant uh, out of all the law and, 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 and back into grace, faith and grace. And I'm just so excited to be a part of this great move of God. And let me say something about a great move of God. It will never be the majority. It will never be the multitudes. It will never be the multitudes. Every move of God throughout the history of man has always been those that God could speak and some could hear and believe and some could hear and not believe. And, and those that heard and believed, they were saved and God was glorified. That's, that's really the theme of every story in the Bible. God pronouncing judgment, men being saved, and God being glorified. Every story, every story in the Bible, you can relate that specific theme to. And that's the way creation started. God created man in his own image, set him in a place that was already fully furnished, told him to keep it, and gave him the word. Gave, brought the judgment. You are free to eat of all the trees in the garden. Uh, but don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, you shall surely die. And, uh, well, you know the rest of the story. And God first delivered the judgment, which is his word. And then men did what they did. Adam and Eve did what they did. And uh, God brought mercy and grace on the scene to them through the promise of a redeemer, that one that would come and lay his life down for all the sins of all humanity. And I'm thankful to be one of those recipients of grace today. Saved by grace through faith, what a blessed place it is to know the Lord Jesus Christ and to walk with him daily, to trust in him daily. There's no better place to be, no better thing to be doing than worshiping the Lord, learning of the Lord, learning Christ, following Christ. Uh, and a lot of people look at it like, well, that's just for preachers. Or, no, let me tell you something. Jesus died for all humanity, every man and woman. Jesus laid his life down. And this is really, this has really been my most enjoyable and learning experience in walking through the book of Romans. It is uh, the first time I've taught it verse by verse, starting in chapter 1, verse 1, all the way up to where we are today, which is Romans chapter 8. And we will start in verse 22 and try to make some progress today. But today is part 24 of Romans chapter 8 here on the 25th day of November 2019. And again, this is the last session 
of 8.30 a.m. live broadcast as far as the Romans teaching go, uh, not just for this year, but for good. And so I'll be recording them and I'll be uploading them and you'll know uh, when they're going to be uploaded. If you're not following me or subscribe to the YouTube channel, again, it's Curtis Hutchinson 316. Make sure you do that so that on your smartphone you can get that alert and, uh, and let you know every time we upload something. You'll know it's there. You can go and watch it. Uh, so praise the Lord for all he's doing on Friday mornings. We're done with that as well for the rest of the year. But January the 3rd, on that Friday morning, we will begin again our cross time with Pastor Curtis. And I will be teaching First Timothy. And so make sure that's on your calendars and you want to tune in live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or watch it later on the YouTube channel or the website. But we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and, and uh, Christmas, uh, as we do every year. Just so thankful uh, for the Lord and all that He is to us, all He's done for us. And uh, just, it's a, I'm going to tell you something. We just serve an amazing God that, that, that just desires to just fill our boats with His blessings every day. The biggest blessing above all blessings is just knowing Him, walking with Him, being able to hear Him. And, and to, to be able to walk with the Lord is the greatest of all things on the planet. To belong to God as a child of God and to be able to walk with God and hear from God and have the wisdom of God, the discernment of God, there's absolutely nothing that can compare to that. And so, again, this has been a great, great uh, session and we will uh, these things will continue uh, at the first of the year uh, these Romans teachings because we're only halfway through the book of Romans and uh, I'm just excited about it and uh, looking forward to what God's going to do in the days ahead so I do pray that you have a great Thanksgiving this week as we are always thankful every day giving thanks to our God and uh, but getting ready for Christmas and Thanksgiving and the, and the time of year when families come together and I know not everybody's able to do that and, and we will be ministering the word on Christmas night right here that Wednesday evening at Crossway Church uh, and New Year's Day that night we, we, we don't miss church around here unless it's icy which is rare and, uh, and, and we can't get here but we will be here uh ministering the word on Christmas night that Wednesday evening for the sake of those who uh, really kind of are just not not with family, not doing anything, and they'll still have an opportunity to crack open the word of God and join us for the word of the Lord because there is nothing like it. Nothing compares to the Lord and his word, amen, and his spirit dwelling within us. Praise God. So here we are, Romans chapter 8, glory to God. Uh, let's start in verse 22. Uh, the Bible says, For we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. That's everything on the planet. It's groaning and it's in pain. <clears throat> that is why uh, the results of pain, uh, you know, when uh, pain can cause some ugly things. And the pains that sin has caused are very ugly. And again, this week, I'll remind us that, that the, the only reason we have earthquakes, tsunamis, tornadoes, hurricanes is because of sin. Sin, that's what did it. 
That's what brought all the sickness, all the chaotic weather patterns, everything that's wrong, everything that's nasty, everything that's ugly, everything that's broken, everything that's sick, every person who's ever died is because of sin. What's sin? Our disobedience toward God. And we did that in the very first man that was on the planet. His name was Adam, created in God's image, but we still chose to disobey God, and when that happened, all chaos began. Thorns began to grow out. Animals began to kill animals. It wouldn't be long after that, the first two boys born to Adam and Eve, one killed the other one just to show you it doesn't take generations before bad things happen. The first man brought all the bad things into the world through sin, and death came in when sin comes in. So, let's look at this again. For we know, verse 22, that the whole creation, there's nothing, nothing outside. All of creation is groaning and travailing in pain together until now. And not only they but ourselves also, even the children of God, born again, spirit-filled, on our way to heaven, listen, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. We've got the first fruits of the Spirit. And let me say that again, the first fruits of the Spirit. There is more fruit of the Spirit coming. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, we're going to see some things today. Let me get uh, ready this morning here in my easy chair. Uh, this is going to be good today. I, oh, this is going to be so good. Watch this now. Not only they, the whole creation, grown all the animals, all the trees, all everything is just groaning in pain together. And it says in verse 23, and not only they, but ourselves also, us who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves because we're waiting for the adoption of, to know, that means specifically, the redemption of our body. We've been redeemed by the blood. We've got a new heart. We've got new spirit. We've got the mind of Christ. Listen, we've got our names written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We're seated in Christ in heavenly places right now, even though we're here. Amen. We're seated in Christ in heavenly places right now. Praise God. And I... I that is overwhelming to know that, that, that I'm in Christ at the right hand of the Father right now, but yet I'm still here with the opportunity to bear forth the fruits of His righteousness, to lay up treasure in heaven, uh, to walk through this life, to run this race, uh, trusting in Christ, His work at Calvary, uh, to see the fruit of Christ in my life all the way through this race. But even in the midst of all this, we're groaning within ourselves because we're waiting for that part of the adoption that we already have. We're already sons and daughters of God, but we're waiting for the manifestation of that. The manifestation of new bodies. That's coming, my friend. A new body that you won't, listen, you, you won't even remember the word Tylenol and Advil. You, there won't be a need for a doctor. There won't be any Kleenex because there won't be any crying. There won't be any lawyers because there won't be any quarrels. 
Oh, glory to God. Listen, we're, we can't imagine that right now because everything is groaning. You're groaning within. Everything around you is groaning. That's why you can't leave the house without seeing the results of the groaning. You turn, and, and it's getting worse. You better hear me. All you got to do is turn the news on. You'll see, my Lord, how did we get this chaotic? How did we get this far out on the limb? How did we get here? Well, it's because of sin. And where there's sin, there's going to be groaning. And where there's more sin, there's going to be more groaning. And it doesn't stop. It'll never stop until Jesus comes back, hallelujah, for us. And I, and I want to show you something for those of you who, who uh, don't watch our, our preaching sermons. Yesterday, uh, my Lord, if you ever heard a sermon, you need to hear yesterday's message. And you can find it on the YouTube channel. It's our series we're doing now, Christian Transition Part 7, More Grace. Uh, we, we've been talking about going from faith to faith, and unless you are, you can't go from glory to glory. And, 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 if you can't, and if you can't go from glory to glory, you're not going from grace to grace. And, and, and listen to me, uh, you got to understand these things. You have to understand these things. You might say, well, I don't have to... <coughs> Excuse me. You might say, well, I don't have to understand these things. Okay. Well, you have to have your faith in the cross. And you have to have an understanding of how all of the Word is pointed to Christ and what He did at Calvary. You have to understand. You may not be a Bible theologian. Nobody has to be a Bible theologian. But the reason we've been commanded to be a student of the Word is so that we can grow in the knowledge of Christ and the grace of Christ. Amen? So, I want to show you something. I want to read this scripture. Let me, let me read this again so that we'll, when we go to 1 Peter 1.13 we'll see a little bit clearer what we're trying to talk about here today. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves because we hadn't yet obtained. Remember, this is what Paul wrote in another place. We hadn't yet obtained that which we're going for. Now, we're saved. We're on our way, but we've not yet obtained that resurrected body yet. We've not yet obtained that new body, and that's what we're waiting for, that part of the adoption that comes at the end, the redemption of our body. When we get that, the groaning's over. There'll never be another tear, sickness. There'll never, there won't be any flesh to hinder. It's over. Hallelujah. That is the best news you as a Christian can ever hear. That there's coming a day when no more groaning you won't, you won't hear groaning. It won't come from you. It won't come from within you. It won't be around you. No more groaning. <laughs> now watch this. I want to share this with you. And it was in yesterday's message. Peter wrote this in 1 Peter 1 and 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober. And that's not talking about stay away from alcohol. That's talking about be sober-minded. That's, that means be single-minded. Don't 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 start don't don't be carried off through the lust of your own flesh 
into something that's not real, something that God won't honor. See, it's not the cross of Christ and something. The cross of Christ alone saves you, will carry you through this race, giving you strength to run, wisdom to run, and at the end, you'll be able to cross the finish line. I hope you, I hope you know that. Be so much because if if and, and listen, ninety nine point nine percent of all those who are truly saved are not just trusting in Christ and His work at Calvary anymore. They have they're of the mentality that that's what got me saved. Now I've got to do these things. And you and I are called to pray, study, be attendance to church, even more faithful to that as the perfect day approaches. Listen, bring all the tithes and offerings into the storehouse, be a witness on the job in the classroom to have a word ready for the, for the answer of this hope we have. You, you just don't see that very much. You don't see that very much. And when somebody does see it, they say, are you, a, are you a preacher? See, they don't even relate it to Christianity. They ought to be seeing that everywhere as many people claim they're Christians. To, so to be, to be sober-minded means you have this assurance, this single vision that the cross is the answer for everything. And when I put an and on it, I'm no longer sober-minded. I've become now drunk. I'm double-minded with religion. Some wind of doctrine blew through town and distracted me from the cross and now I think I have to also do these. We got, listen, we got preachers and denominations telling people unless they do something they're not saved. Whole denominations that I fear for their their salvation at all are telling folk if they're not baptized in a water tank they're not really saved. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Telling someone that if they don't do something, they can't go to heaven. That's religion, my friend. That's Mormonism. That's I don't care. Mormon Mormons bring Jesus into the equation too. But see, Christianity. There's a lot of things called Christianity that's not Christianity. Christianity is trusting in the one God sent. Jesus said to do the works of God, you just believe upon him. Hey, boy, that's good right there, isn't it? When they asked Jesus, what must we do to do the works of God? He said, just believe on the one he sent. See, if your belief is in Christ and what he accomplished for you at Calvary, the works of God are taking place in you because it's by the Holy Spirit they take place, not by you. Only, the only thing that comes by you and me is our faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. If that, that's, that's our fight is to keep our faith there and there alone. And if we will, the Holy Spirit is going to do the rest of everything. Amen. You need to know that. So it says, Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end. Now here it comes. Watch this. And hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you, where at the end, the grace that's going to come to you be brought to you at the end, at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And you say, well, I already have the revelation of Jesus. No, you don't have what you're going to have. If you go to 1 Peter chapter 1, in, the, in that same chapter I just read to you the scripture from, about they're going, there is a grace that's going to come to you at the end, that grace for that new body, that grace for that 
complete mind that, that you're going to be just like Jesus. Know Him as He knows you and all the things we spoke of earlier, no sickness, no tears, no pain, no more groaning. All that is due to that grace that's going to be brought to you at the end. So my friend, you better make it to the end because there is a whole nother boatload of grace that God's going to give you when you make it to the finish line. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't listen to the, 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 the heretical forefathers, uh, many in the church that says you can't have your name blotted out, you can't be spewed out, you can't be cut off when the Bible says totally the opposite. The devil teaches that false heresy. It's a work of the flesh. Galatians chapter 5, all heresy is a work of the flesh. So that means uh, once saved, always saved. You can't lose what you had, which is totally contrary to what the Bible teaches, an unconditional eternal security. If that's the case, everybody's going to heaven. But that's not the case. It's conditional based on faith. You're justified by faith. And if your faith is not right, you're not justified. If you have no faith, you're not justified. Come on, somebody help me up in here. Listen, it's it. Listen, you've got to make it to the end if you're going to get the grace that God's going to bring to you. At, let me read it again at the end. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Listen, if it, if if I'm just going to make it, no matter what. Once I'm if I'm just going to make it then Jesus doesn't need to tell the church in Sardis in Revelation chapter 3 that they're dead. No way. Jesus is not a time waster. He, he, he wouldn't have to tell the church in Sardis they're dead and that they better repent so their names won't be blotted out of the Lamb's Book of Life. Listen, if, if I was just going to make it to the end because I got in and had a race, listen, had a race set before me that I still have to choose to run. <laughs> I don't have to run the race. The message of the cross, the, the preaching of the gospel is the power of God that's bringing a backslidden church back to the place they can even see a race that's been set before them and, and, and God gives grace to run the race. He gave you grace to get in to get in his kingdom, to be in Christ. He saved you by grace and you have to run the race by grace. And, and then at the end, when you finish, hallelujah, then th there's another, there's more grace that's going to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Think about that. God gives more grace to the humble. And to get more grace means you've already had grace. Come on now. Somebody help me. This is good stuff. So we're talking about that which comes at the end. You've got to run the race, my friend, to make it to the end. And the race was set before you. The Bible doesn't say we were put in a race. The born-again experience, we were put in Christ by being immersed into his death. That's how, we, that's how we're in the body of Christ, by being immersed into his death, Romans 6, 3. And, and Paul says, look, I've not, I'm, I've not obtained yet. But what I want is to be made conformable into the image of his death. Because in the image of his death, that's where he was found, humble and obedient unto death in a place that now he could represent all of us 
and identify with all of us and open the new and living way in his flesh, what he did through his cross, and we can be placed in him. But listen, just because you're in him doesn't mean you're in the race. The race, the Bible says in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, has been set before you. It was a choice for you to be saved. It'll be a choice if you run the race. If you run the race, it's by the same faith that, that set the race before you. It's by faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary. If you run the race, if you make it to the end of the race and cross the line, it'll be by the same grace that saved you and the faith you placed in that Hallelujah. And when you make it to the finish line, it'll be the same avenue that grace comes to you. It'll just be more grace, and that grace will do something. Listen, the grace that saved you, that's what it did. And the list is forever long of what happened to you in the born-again experience. And now there's more grace for you if you will get in the race, not move your faith from the cross of Christ to all the golden calves, the purpose-driven, the government of 12, the, 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 all the, the, the false teachers and preachers today, the, the better you, the, the, all these things that are out there. I was in a, in, a, in a bookstore the other day, a Christian bookstore, and I won't call the name of it. Uh, you ought to have enough sense to, uh, if you've been listening to any of these re reformational preachers in, the, in these last days. And There's not many, but there's a handful on the earth today. And, and if you're listening to any of them, you ought to have enough discernment to know that when you go in these Christian bookstores today, they have pretty covers, they have catchy titles, but when you open the books... If they're not pointing you to the work of Christ for the answer for anything you seek, then bless their little darling hearts, they just don't know and you can't give what you don't know. Come on now. If you don't have this sanctifying truth through faith in the cross alone, you can't give it. And if you can't give it, then you're going to badmouth and throw stones at those who, who are. But it can't be refuted scripturally. So the people who hear it and hear it and hear it and refuse to begin to share it are those who are just refusing. And let me say this, you can't run the race unless your faith is in the cross of Christ alone. You cannot run the race unless your faith is in the cross alone. Because if your faith is in the cross, you say, but then you're also trusting in, that's from the heart telling God the cross is not sufficient and that is telling God his grace is not sufficient because that is what God did to be able to offer all the, he's the God of all grace to offer the grace to be saved, the grace to run the race, the grace to finish, the grace that'll be brought to you when you when you do finish the race. Come on now. There's grace to get in, there's grace to run while you're in, and there's grace to finish at the end. Hallelujah. But it all takes place through faith in the very sacrifice of Christ, nothing else. That's good news. That's good news, praise God. And listen now, let's go on now. For verse 20, 23, uh, even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Why? Because we're waiting for the adoption to know that part of the adoption that comes as the redemption of our body. Hallelujah. Oh, I, you, I, I just can't say it enough. This old thing here is perishing. Man, when I was, listen now, th 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 some of you may not believe this, but 
those of you who, who ever knew me back in the day, when I was 30 years old, I could stand flat-footed and jump up on top of a dumpster. Not running and jumping, just standing, squatting and jumping straight up on top of a dumpster when I was 30 years old. I'm 58 now, and I can't jump up probably on the handle down, down there of a dumpster. It's, you're aging. And even if you can do things at 60 that you could do, some of them when you're 30, wait till you're 90, friend. You're not going to be talking the same, boasting, well, I can do it, bless God, now I can run. You know, these people who are 80 years old and they can run around the track. Praise God, hallelujah to the Lamb for that. And uh, But I'm telling you, most 60, 70, and 80-year-old folks are not out skiing. They're not out running. They're not, no, I mean, sickness is so rampant. These bodies are decaying. That's one thing about these bodies. You're going to die. <laughs> now, I'm not being a, a, a prophet of doom or gloom, but we're going to die. Yeah, and we need to talk about death more often. Uh, you know, I'm about out of time, but, uh, you know, the Bible says that precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. You know, I believe that's twofold. I, I believe that when we died to who we were and now we've been born again in Christ and made new creations in him, I believe that was Man, that was so precious to God. When we died, the old man died, we became a new man in Christ. But I also believe that when the Christians, the end of a Christian's life here takes place, that's precious to the Lord because we're with him now. But death, and, 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 and I need to do a few broadcasts really just on death because death is, is something that shows me that I'm, I'm, I'm not that important. I'm going to... That, I'm going to die. <laughs> but the great, the greater awareness and reality I have of I'm going to die, the world can do without me, it will keep going without me. Who God's taking care of my family now, he'll take care of them when I'm gone. Death, death shows me I'm not too important to die. Death, death, I believe God brought death on the scene as the consequence of sin not only as a punishment, because it is, but to show me I cannot just do whatever I want, when I want, with who I want, why I want, how I want, and that I'm not all that. Death comes in to show me I'm not all that. I'm not really in charge. And all who ever reject Christ, the Bible tells us in the book of Revelation, there is a second death. You and I, were all of humanity, have been born dead in sin after the fall of Adam and Eve. If, you're, if you've been born into this world, if you're listening to me, you have. You were born a sinner when you got here. You didn't become a sinner when you committed your first sin. You committed your first sin because you are a sinner. And, 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 and because of sin, we're going to die. It was brought in to show us you're not really in control anymore. See, when we gave up our dominion, we gave it to the devil... We lost control, and death is something God brought in to show us, see, you're not in control. You're not in control. You were. You had dominion, and as long as you have dominion, you don't give it away, you're going to live forever. But because you disobeyed me, you gave the authority I gave you to another, 
death is the consequence of that. And death proves you're not in charge. There's someone greater than you in charge who brought death into the equation because of sin. But thank God we can be dead in our sins one minute and alive in Christ, forgiven of our sins, justified, washed clean by the blood the very next second if we'll trust in Jesus Christ and what he did for us at Calvary. You see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was the, was the declaration of perfection that what he had done at the cross completely and fully worked. Every sin atoned for. The one who was without sin became our sin offering that you and I might be forgiven, justified, and made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And today, although we're groaning as Christians and we are groaning from within because we know something better's coming, we know we got a new body coming, and our hope is in that. Not I hope it happens one day. No, our hope is in that it is coming soon to us. The end is coming. God's got grace to be brought to you at the end if you'll make it. And I just know that you're going to make it. I, I have confidence in God that you're going to make it, that you keep running this race, you're going to make it. Amen. I'm praying for you. You pray for me. I pray that you would have a very blessed and happy uh, 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 Thanksgiving week this week with your family, that God would be able to restore some of the relationships the enemy and our own stinking flesh has uh, uh, been ripped apart through and that you would just have a blessed time being more thankful this year than ever before because you have a greater knowledge and awareness of the truth and the presence of God in your life through this glorious gospel that we have today in a way we've never had it before. And I praise God for you, and I praise God for all of you who are praying for us and who are donating, giving to the Lord by giving into this ministry and uh, just for all that you do. And I will see you when I see you on the new year. So I'll be letting you know. Follow my Curtis Hutchinson Facebook page, my Pastor Curtis Facebook page, and you will see uh, the times and things that are coming in the future. Uh, God bless you. We love you. Please help us share these messages, these teachings. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. See you then.